bag of what's the story the depression session um big thank you to the versetes as always for Sound providing lads. that wicked intro tune Sound. Um, very nice for that one Today, Dara, we're going to talk about positive thinking, which is ironic because we're I'm going on to get nights. Really cynical about it. Because I'm, <laughs> at, I'm on nights and I hate the world right now, mm. um, in a positive way. Uh, no, we're going to talk about how positive thinking is like such a woo-woo and hippie kind of bullshit thing term, if you want to call it that. It's a buzzword. It's just like, oh yeah, be positive. Yeah. Hell, how the fuck would you yeah. do that? And it doesn't mean like be happy. Job. It means. Basically, what, I'm, what, we're, what we're trying to say is that we're trying to get away from this idea that positive thinking is just put a smile on your face and go to the door. Mm. It's attitude, it's fucking outlook, it's resilience, it's taking certain situations and looking at them in different lights so that you can progress, basically. Like. It's a lot of um, objectively analysing your thought patterns and kind of figuring out how to stop them from going negative so mm-hmm. quick. So, like... A lot of the time, I might if I have an, a bad thing happen to me, I'll think of it in a negative light straight away mm-hmm. like that. But you kind of just have to catch yourself and say, well, look, look, okay, this bad thing happened, but we can get through from this and this and this. Where, rather than being like, oh, fuck, this is shit, my whole life shit, fuck this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... Yeah. Which, which is the probably the default. Because, like, we tend to focus on negatives more than we do positives. Because, mm-hmm. like, if, if you have, like, say... Like, a, a good example of this is, like... If you have a hundred good days and then you have one shit day, you're going to focus all on the shit day, not on the fact that you just had a hundred good days. Yep. It's all going to be on the, oh my God, the worst day ever. <coughs> yeah, if you have a hundred good tweets back to a tweet of yours and you have one badge, you're going to focus on the one badge. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, there's a lot of like, you know, as as I said, like it's, it's hard because posi- pos- positivity, I suppose, and positive thinking is one of the key aspects to rehabbing depression and stuff like mm. and anxiety especially because it calms you down a lot if you look at stuff in different lights but people don't people tend to kind of breeze past it because it's that oh you know just think positive yeah. take a deep breath and put like a smile it. on your face and I, i'm the same like because like i like i did a lot of this in college and like martin seligman's the fellow who started positive psychology like the fucking the movement mm-hmm. and uh like when i hear people like oh you look do mindfulness and meditation and like that's positive psychology i'm just like fuck off like do you know like as in yeah like the last thing unfortunately the last thing you want to do when you're fucking in a low place is go meditate like yeah exactly like yeah when you're when you're afraid of your own thoughts the last thing you want to do is be alone with your own thoughts (laughs) but um yeah like especially like for me it's actually ridiculous people that know me are going to hear this and it's crazy but like the majority of the negativity that i spread in the world is jokes like you know like i'm Mm. actually in a fucking ridiculously positive person in the non-traditional sense as we're trying to say like it's not like like i don't even i can't remember the last time i smiled my face just doesn't do that it doesn't mean that i'm not happy it's just yeah. smiling i don't now, smi- i'm smiling He's now but it's behind the camera i have a resting bitch face and you know so i just don't smile but in terms of attitude it's all positive like it's all you have to kind of take on a challenge or whatever and i've kind of noticed it lately you know it like just for whatever reason, probably heading into November, heading into winter, there's just been a few more people than usual kind of chatting to me about their, either their mental health or their buddies, as we were saying over the past few weeks. Like, And, um, you know, it's really easy to spot the attitude problems, you know, like, and uh, by, by attitude problem, I'm not saying like, you know. You're a sassy bitch. Yeah, like, I yeah. mean, 
the problem with depression, the attitude problem yeah. with depression. Um, because like, for example, I was talking to a friend the other day and they were saying that, um, you know, they were, I was like, you know, oh, like you just need to, it was just nursing them along for the first part of their kind of realization that they had depression or whatever they were going to have to deal with. And it was like, I was like, look, the, ne- the next few weeks, just take it easy, you know, just go to these, just concentrate on going to psychologist or whatever just concentrate on session by session don't be trying to think too much into the future just think about the next session for the time being because you know if you think too far away you're just going to start getting upset again and then they were like oh yeah like and then i was like and you'll notice incrementally building up these little wins will turn into big wins in six weeks time and before i got a chance to finish that it was like six weeks time would be the exact same i was like okay well that's you're, you know you're starting with a losing yeah. attitude straight away there yeah, like. yeah. and if you want uh if you want to lose in six weeks time you know say like you come to me and you you're depressed now and then you go to the psychiatrist tomorrow and you want to lose in six weeks time you will lose in six weeks and that's what that's that yeah essentially that's what we mean by positive psychology is just that that idea like because i know myself as well like when i first would have thought of positive psychology i'm going to think automatically of the bubbly person who's really chatty really outgoing really um just you know like always on point happy but like that's that is positive psychology because it's but like positive psychology what it really means is that you are content with the way your brain thinks Mm -hmm. and like whether you're tend to be a moody person or you're grumpy or you're happy it doesn't matter like your your overall temperament doesn't come into it once you're happy with how you are Mm -hmm. then that's what positive psychology aims to do it's just becoming comfortable with yourself it's not that you have to turn into this bubbly acorn person because not everyone's like that like yeah. i'm not like that yeah. i'm like i'll be i'll be like that sometimes but a lot of time i'm just very fucking stoic mm-hmm. and just like an emotionless fucking prick but like i'm happy with that so it's fine and that's that's positive psychology for me yeah. like so and like i think people just when you hear positive psychology you automatically go to that like well i have to be happy and smiling and outgoing and like that's not what it is yeah you go to bell bottoms and tie-dye t-shirts rather yeah. than fucking just having a look at um what that was a quick reference there i didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know that one was coming but uh the uh yeah like but you know it's all like people don't realize especially you know I'm, again i'm just gonna go back to the initial trying to defeat depression because that's the easiest place to like positive psychology is most important there and it's at the place where you probably have the least uh, ability to create positively mm. or think positively let's say um but it's like the most important weapon because if your brain isn't putting a positive spin on things or giving you the positive outlook look instead of the negative outlook, outlook you're never going to change your patterns you're never going to change your ways like yeah and um it's hard for people to see that uh initially because again as i said like power you know oh go be positive and then you you get the image of like when you're like six and like some teacher is looking at you think positive now (laughs) think happy thoughts again that's peter pan isn't real so there's no point but you gotta well yeah i hope not that would be for another day he would if he he was was really be on the register imagine (laughs) well he's 40 playing playing with children what is he i actually don't know anything he never grows up you know so he's (laughs) Technically, a kid. Yeah, that time. guy at the end of my road, he used to never grow up either. We weren't allowed to play with him. He's 45 now. Uh, yeah, he was 45 with the mind of a 12 year old. Uh, oh, shit, what was that over there? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, but um, another point is that positive psychology builds up resiliency. It, you know, 
if you can't if you're constantly getting knocked back and you're looking at it as a, a failure or defeat then it will be a failure or defeat if defeat but if you look at kind of your failures as opportunities i suppose like or mm. not even opportunities that's even being too positive about it just a learning experience um something you get past then these defeats become a lot easier to take yeah like you know I, yeah i think there's a huge problem with resiliency because like it's it's because of this fucking participation trophy fucking bullshit that is kind of common now where like so i'm involved with a basketball club and they'd run like academy games for like under nines and under tens or under eights whatever young kids anyway and they don't keep score i was about to say i didn't know if that was happening here or not and then you know they don't keep score and it's just like you're basically telling them that like like for for one if if you're not keeping score, then it's not a basketball match. It's just yeah, it's just just random kids yeah, running around throwing up. So, but two, you're you're teaching them that like, like okay, so in life, like no one keeps score, but you mm. win and lose, like yeah, and like if if you teach kids that oh, it doesn't matter if you win or lose, like it doesn't matter if you lose, but you should be trying to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. like as in like it's okay, like you're not gonna get scolded and scolded and fucking in trouble if you lose, but like yeah, don't be telling kids it's it's okay to not try to win because like that is. Yeah, like that, 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 like that's where they're learning to be resilient and be like. And if they do lose and they're upset, they should be upset because, because then that makes it winning way better. I just have to say, like all your losses should be part of um, the equation as to get you to win. Like, yeah. like you shouldn't be your accumulation of losses should force you to win more. Like because you don't like you shouldn't want to lose. Like losing yeah. is bad. Yeah, really but it, bad. But like. it's a, it's a, it's a case of like Michael Jordan when he said, "I lose over and over again, mm-hmm. and that's why I win." It's because you you become resilient through yeah, yeah. losses and like so every time you fuck up in life or something bad happens to you, it shouldn't be like, "Oh poor me, oh fuck." Mm-hmm. That hardens you and you get better and you learn. Because yeah. like there's like there's people in like again going back to my basketball club, who would be like, say sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, trying to get on senior teams, and if they're not playing, they're getting their parents to step in and talk to the coach. Yeah, and it's just like. You're if you're trying to play on the senior team, then you're treated as an adult. Yeah. So yeah. what the fuck are you doing? I don't care if you're seventeen or six or like eighteen. Your parents should not be involved in you playing on the senior team. This is completely up to you. Like exactly, yeah. And it's just it's just that that whole attitude, of like oh my god, like I should be treated special and uh, like no fuck, like you yeah. you if you're good enough, you'll play. Exactly, and if you're yeah. and if and if you're not good enough, it's probably something a lot to do with the fact that you're sixteen, playing on a senior yeah, team. Yeah. You need to chill out. But like. Yeah, but like, and it also it gives, do you know, what? people don't people don't like facing up to the pragmatic thing that, the pragmatic realization I suppose that um, like Joe, you're not all of us are meant to be the best. Like, no, like, Joe, just because you say with your basketball team there, like just because you play for them, and you're the most committed fiend ever, doesn't mean that you're going to be the best. Like, no. and that's okay. Like that's, it's just a realization you have to have, and this kind of. Again, as you said, with the not keeping score and stuff, it doesn't teach that. Like, it just teaches that. Like, it, it, so there's a way of doing it. Like, you know, underage, not caring about winning or losing is the way to do it. Not not keeping score. Like, mm. you know, like say when I was playing for the Bears, like the B teams and stuff, and the teams that weren't taking it were all about just the players rather than the winning and stuff. Like, everyone would get a game every match, and it didn't really matter if you won or lo- lost. Like, you'd want to win. But everyone would get a game because it was a team that it was a development team. Yeah, that's how you do it. Like you, you still keep score. You, you still lose, and then when the team wins, you're like, "Fuck it!" You know, yeah. we all got to run, and we won. Like, and yeah, that's yeah. a fucking great thing. Like, but, yeah, because uh, there is like the whole idea of not keeping score, 
and everyone getting participation not, trophies. Not keeping score is ridiculous. Like that. Yeah, and like say everyone getting medals for being involved. You're basically teaching young kids that life is fair. Yeah. And like it's fucking not. Yeah, People win and lose all the time. It's a great and like, service. Like, and like I'm not saying like because obviously they're kids. You're not going to come up to them and be like, "Some of you are going to fail in life." Yeah. But like. By te- like by showing kids that like some people win, some people lose in sports and games, you're subliminally and subconsciously telling them that like sometimes you're not going to win, yeah. and that's that happens. That's fine. Yeah, I was just about to say like it's 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 better to teach a kid uh, what a loss feels like in a game of basketball than it is for when they are in their junior sort and fail a fucking exam or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's not, that shouldn't be your first loss in life or yeah. whatever. Like something serious shouldn't be your first loss. Like. And then, yeah, and then if you, if you do get to the point and you have learned how to cope with losing before, then you'll, you won't like dramatize failing maths by being like, holy shit, my life is over. It's like, yeah. no, it just means I got to work a little harder and I'll get it next time. It's fine. Yep. But like, yeah, it's, it's a weird little culture that's developing. It's soft. It's fucking, you know, there's just there's a general like I know, we these these are these can be seen as generic statements and also we've talked about it before like it, it, the the place is soft now and it's a fucking issue a lot of what people as we were saying last week the coping techniques and stuff like aren't coddling people but people that don't really understand like the mental illness treatment I suppose not even mental illness a mental illness treatment think that coddling and kind of fucking comforting is the way to do it so mm. rather than co- by, by combating like if you if you go back to like three years ago or whenever we first started like what I wanted out of that was for the mental health culture for it to be accepted grand mental illness to be accepted as a not be not factor of like, life yeah. like but I also wanted it to be so that you know people could be empowered to fix their mental health yeah. what's actually happened is now we're saying it's okay to have mental illness and we're going to do everything to protect that yeah. rather than it's not okay to have mental illness in the sense that you should go get a fix. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's a fucking, I think that's a major issue that we're after. Yeah, like it's a case of it's okay to have it, it's not okay to continue to have it. Yeah, yeah. Like, as in like... It's okay to be diagnosed with it. Yeah, like it's stewing, not okay to live with it. Stewing in self-pity over something is basically what it is. It's just like, yeah. it's a case of like, oh, poor me. And like that, that that's a huge issue that again, our ge- I always talk about like our generation, but like our generation, yeah, um, millennials. Just like we have a huge issue with like self pity and like the whole world's against me, and in reality, the whole world doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah. So like, and that might sound mm. like sad and harsh, but like you just need to fucking no, like no one's going to fucking look after mm-hmm. you. Like, that's there's an example that sentence is an example of how you can spin between positive and negative psychology uh no the world doesn't care about you a negative person goes ah fuck like i'm on my own here a positive person goes that good all right let's yeah. go fucking about our business yeah, kind fair of thing, enough, like. I gotta look after myself yeah, yeah there's yeah. your fucking there's a good example of it um <clears throat> yeah i totally agree like it's just it pains me really because i don't know does it pain me because uh, well sorry it, it pains me because that is a negative attitude overall that adopting this kind of thing because you know it's like okay well we've li- we've lived to the age of 24 and it's been difficult so now we want someone else to take over and mm. make it easier and I'm just like well you know it, it, and again it goes back to the whole thing of um, P- how Syria has a lower suicide rate or whatever yeah. and most of the, of the not war or world that doesn't have wars in it like and um it's just that it's it's a weird 
if you, if your resiliency doesn't get tested, then it fades and it yeah gets lost. Like and it's just a shame, really. But you just have to like it's like resiliency is like I f- I do think it's something like that people are just naturally have different levels of anyway. Because mm-hmm. I know people who go through some shit like a, that would just come out of it, and then I know other people that would struggle with it. But at the same time, it's just something you need to like be like mindful of and aware of so like when something shit happens to you you need to catch yourself falling into the self-pity part and you need to catch them be like no wait hold on this shit happens to nearly like this ha- this happens to a lot of people nearly every day mm-hmm. so i need to stop being like oh my god and just get the fuck over myself because it's, it's just a lot of like oh this happens to other people this doesn't happen to me this mm-hmm. isn't supposed to happen to me and then you get fucking really fucking upset and like you just need to be like well no no obviously mm-hmm. it is happening to me yeah. So let's get the fuck over this. Like, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, as with that, then it, that's kind of like the uh, why always me attitude. Like, yeah. but the way I like to think about it is that if you're one in a million, there's seven thousand of you on the planet. So you know, there's yeah. you know, let's <laughs> let's be real here. Like, you know, you're not like the maths right there. Seven thousand million is a seven billion. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Let's go with it. Uh, but yeah, like you know, let's again a pragmatic view and a positive a negative view of this is oh i'm not i'm not unique i'm going to stand out a positive view is all right you know i'm i need to just get on with my fucking life yeah uh, stop thinking that it's about me and stuff but <coughs> again like see the, th- the problem i have with it is that you know we, we make these kind of sweeping statements here about the way people should live their life or whatever and I know we we always bank it with the fact that we don't know better. We're just trying to give advice, like. Yeah. But you know, like being self-involved and stuff for our generation is a general. I think a generally a a good thing. The way we have because I I was listening to um Jerry Christina P, the comedian. Mm. She's pretty good. Um, Is she on Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, no, that's Christina so. Perry. I don't know. No, no I'm gonna say no. Um, she has she's. I don't know if you've ever heard of Tom Segura as well, but uh, they know, they're know. married. They're two comedians. But I was listening to her special the last day, and she was saying, um, in it, she was like, uh, the reason people hate millennials is because they have self esteem. It's because they have self worth. Mm. Because you know, we're we're like that self involved nature naturally puts us at a higher confidence level and a higher demand level for what we want as ourselves. Like, yeah. because if you go back to like their generation, let's say, you no, know, she's like forty or whatever. If you go back to my mom or da- or mom and dad's generation, like a lot of it was, well, first of all, you had physical violence in the home, so you had mm. like uh, yeah. fathers and mothers would batter their kids. That's uh, that builds up your negative resiliency, breaks down your positive resiliency. I'd say because yeah. you know you're like it makes you hard, but it also makes you fucking your yeah, brain yeah. is like oh, I don't want to get fucking slapped. Like, and then as you go on, like there's a lot of. I don't know there's a lot of there's just a lot of stuff from our parents' generation that we don't carry over, but then the side effect of that is that we have probably um know a higher rate of mental illness. Like, you know, I think yeah, it's it's past the point like, of being diagnosed. Like. You kinda have to you know, question whether corporate punishment is like 'cause you you would think that if you grew up in a house where every time you did something bad you got a fucking slap or a fucking dig into the face or whatever you would think that if something shitty happened in your life as an adult, that you'd be like, you know what? I just have to get through this because I got through getting fucking slapped the shit out of as a kid. And I'm not saying we need to go back to slapping the shit out of kids. That's not what I'm saying. But we do have to, and it's something I never thought about, you have to understand that 
the adults that we have now our age are so different to the adults that we had before like they're so different like yep. just in like mental development like it's way it's way more positive and it's it's probably not enough time put on understanding that shit gets negative mm-hmm. yeah actually yeah that's true because like it's so positive like yeah you're great here's a medal for just being here mm-hmm. here's all this shit here here we go you're fucking you're amazing here's a gold star um but also yeah you like you're you're you like you could lose a loved one by the age of 10 mm-hmm. and you're that just gonna have to fucking so. deal with that yeah but like yeah i think if you look at the the generational thing um like because if you go back to world war ii like world war ii vets and stuff it's always mentioned that that's the greatest generation you know they were the fucking i'd have to i I think i'd have to agree with it to be honest when you look at the history around that time if you were in a certain place at a certain time like you were in trouble like you you could easily bit of a just a quick dabble in the history lesson there just for a second uh but like, if it, theoretically, if you were in America, if you were an eighteen-year-old in America, um, you could have joined the end of World War One, gone back to America, lived through the Great Depression, and then had to go fight in World War Two. Yeah. So like, that's a lot of heavy heat. Like, but yet the first cases of PTSD, uh, properly come out during Vietnam. They don't come out of the Korean War or the mm. World War Two. So I mean, like that's a fucking whether they had PTSD. I I I have no doubt in my mind that those boys in World War Two had PTSD. But like. Their way of dealing it w- with it was way stronger. Like they had been through mm. like at least five years of war or four years of war. Yeah. And like when you're when you're there and when you're fighting for something, when you're fighting f- against an enemy, then like you're focused, you're resilient. Yeah. You're like, I'm well, not like, gonna let anything it, kill me. Like, it's the survival instinct. So like if you're in that war situation where you're like fighting to survive, mm-hmm. you're not getting anxious and upset over someone who you think might not like you yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you're not gonna be like oh my god he or he or she didn't text me back they obviously don't like me or you obviously did something stupid like not like that's not happening when you're like if i don't be careful i'm going to die here like mm-hmm. like none of us none of us have to deal with any of that yeah so then we deal with like oh my god this person doesn't like me exactly, yeah that's Should actually that's a very common uh aspect of ptsd no with uh guys that come back from the army is that they miss two things, and that's their the fraternity. So being yeah. that in that close with people that you have to rely on, that you have to trust, and um, that when they're out there, they don't have to think about menial bullshit. They only have yeah, yeah. to think about one thing. Like, but um, it, what was interesting there, it just got me thinking, was when you went back, or when you were talking about corporate punishment. You know, like, um, you know, I think in in the terms of like you have to think of boys and girls differently here when they're like the way they react as mm. the kids. So like boys. I think overall, really, most boys would probably respond well to corporal punishment because boys roughhouse that we like, right, you know, yeah, yeah. like uh, where our natural instinct is to fucking tackle each other, play, you know, fucking wrestling when yeah, we were yeah, younger. Yeah. Like we used to, yeah. we used to do wrestling moves like and just batter each other, like, yeah. you know? and that's the case in mo- in most cases. So I think probably in most circumstances, young fellas would re- uh, react well to it because that's how they communicate. Um, girls I think is different because girls have a natural inclination to talk as children mm. and so like you know like play imagination yeah like slapping yeah. slapping a, a little girl is a lot different to slapping a little boy like obviously overall I don't think you should do either I yeah. would be, I would ideally be avoid both but if so. we're thinking about how it's going to work like or how it it would work um, yeah you got it you got it because I was listening to um, oh Jesus what was her name 
and Joe Rogan. There was there's this okay, Christina Half Summers is her name. If you've heard of her, she's like no. original feminist, like wave one feminism, okay, like yeah. the actual one of these old lads that's like legit yeah when i call her an old lad she's gonna snap like she's yeah, one of these yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. she's like okay f- like fuck everyone i'm going to do with this like whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah really really impressive woman uh i fucking i really enjoy listening to her but um she was saying like you have to think about that development as kids like you know like if you take away partic- or if you t- put in participation trophies you take away scoring from girls it'll probably not have too much of a difference because Girls are more doing it for the enjoyment, but boys want to beat each yeah, other. Like, yeah. They want to win, like. Yeah. And if you take it away from them, then it's kind of discouraging their natural behaviors, like. And um, I know the answer to that is probably like, oh, we should be discouraging boys from doing this anyway, because mm. of the reasons. But like, that's not that's not how the psych- psychology works. Like, boys are gonna naturally go. Their first form of communication with boys is slapping each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just yeah, uh, it's yeah. just the way it is. Like, but like I I don't think like. I, I don't agree with, like, if you were going to change it to take scoring away from, keeping the score away from girls, but, like, keep score for young guys, it should be all or none. You know oh, yeah, no, I don't I don't agree with any of it, yeah. but I'm just saying that oh, yeah, what yeah. the effect might be, like. Yeah, because, like, I just think you're just, you're setting people up for failure, like, because they're going to realize. Yeah, there's no competition. Like. Yeah, you're going to realize at some point that, like, like, when you're an adult, like, you might think, your whole life and brought up to think you're special, you're amazing, mm-hmm. you're fucking the best, and then you don't get the job. Yeah. And you don't get the next job, and yep. you don't get a call back for the job after that, and then you're like, oh, fuck, I'm actually not as fucking hot shit as I thought I was. But everyone else told me I was. Yeah. Well, like, people don't realise that competition is the thing that keeps driving us forward. Like, um, fucking... Like, th- there's a reason that Russia looks like the 1970s. Like, it's because it was communism and there was no competition involved. Yeah. So it never developed. Whereas yeah. the US looks like, if you were in the 70s now, the US looks like a fucking future or future planet. Like, yeah. because competition. And I'm not like, you know, I know that's a white, that's a fucking very no, but it's vague true. statement. It's but, like, very it's, true. Yeah, like, it's, you need competition. Like, and uh, another, another one is Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about how if you stay in the cave, you're never going to uh, evolve. So, like, people who actually that kind of leans back to this new world where we're not empowering individuals we're patting the walls around them you know like if you if you're like okay our problems if you're a caveman and you're like okay we need to solve our problems in the cave before we leave the cave even though like everything has shown in the past that leaving the cave is the solution yeah the the solutions solutions are yeah. yeah. so now what we're doing is we're staying in the cave and we're like okay let's let's patch up the walls and let's fucking yeah, pad yeah. the walls and let's make sure everything's everyone's comfortable in the cave when realistically you should just be going for a hell for leather like yeah, in there's a, fucking, a way bigger cave over there or something. Here's yeah, a, yeah. there's there's a fucking thing over the wall that you know yeah. patches up the wall much better you know yeah, so it's yeah, fucking yeah. you know i don't know well like come back to competition like you're like because in the end of the day we're just very complex animals mm-hmm. and all survival in the wild is just competing for food and making sure you don't get killed and we're just a more complex version of that now. So, like, everything's competition, competition for a sexual partner. You're just mm-hmm. fucking com- competing with... <laughs> Some people have competition. <laughs> you know, if you're, like, if you're, if you're heterosexual, you're competing with yeah. other guys. Uh, competition for the better jobs. So, you're going to college just so you can get a better job. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go to college and you're accepting that, you're just going to get a less mm-hmm. well-paying job. Everything's just the same instincts that you have as a fucking chimpanzee. 
but we're just we now attach very arbitrary random meaning to the shit we're doing mm-hmm. also please don't um, compare us to chimpanzees I don't believe in that um, <laughs> I believe in the Bible 4,000 years old I believe in the Bible but coming back to um, we'll whip back there to positive psychology we whip back to something that's actually fucking relevant yeah, there chimpanzees for and uh, chimpanzees think quite positively yeah they do but um, say like for example say if I'm uh, I can tell when I'm coming into a period of going low and a mm. bit depressed um, if I start um, attributing people's like behavior to me so if I start thinking they're acting a certain way because they're not a fan of me or they're not a fan or they're like they're they're kind of acting differently towards me mm-hmm. if I start thinking like that then I know my self-esteem's gone low my anxiety's hit the roof and I'm about to start feeling shitty about myself and if I can catch that early I think that's what positive psychology is if you can call yourself out on Okay, yourself seems low. You probably had a fucking bad few days. Now you're getting really ang- anxious and paranoid about other people's behavior, and they're probably not even thinking about you right now. Yeah. So if I can catch myself doing that, then I'm just like, okay, well that's fine. We'll fucking forget about it. Let's fucking work past it. And I think that for me is a form of positive psychology. It's not like, oh, these people don't like you. Just smile. It's fine. Yeah. It's just working through the fact that you're just thinking irrationally. Yeah, it's just. Part management. Yeah, yeah. it's CBT again, like as yeah. we said, like that's all it is. But uh, yeah, and another that's I'd be the exact same as that. But my then another one for me is like you eventually get to the point where it's like you can compartmentalize. I don't know if you do that, but I can like because of so much reinforced positive psychology over the years, like just techniques, like as in not just being positive again, but like recognizing positive psychology, trying to put a spin on things, trying to trick myself into thinking it's a positive situation. Yeah. I'm so used to that that like. I can wake up in a fucking blind panic of a morning and then park it. Yeah. I can come out here. I can fucking, t- you know, talk to my roommate. I can go out and do something. I can park it. And then it'll be on my mind again later. But mm. at least I've gotten fucking You're not, six it's not hour block. working on you the yeah. whole time. Like, you got a six hour block where he's free there. But, um, and you know, I, again, that's just down to repetition and mm. positive, like just knowing how to think positive and knowing how to put a positive spin on things. And yeah, I mean, just overall just smile guys yeah really. That, that really solves everything Genuinely. just smile and watch a comedy movie it'll make you laugh and yeah, your life will be better but like oh man there's actually and like you know you see this on twitter and like instagram all the time when you're in a shitty mood and someone tells you to smile it's like Ooh. fuck off Ooh. or you know when you're another one you know when you're getting angry mm. and someone's like why are you so angry mm. and you're like oh you yeah. fucking cunt yeah, my roommate does that to me all the time. We're getting so ratty. Yeah. And I wouldn't be. And then I just. Like, but, I am, ah, but I am now. I'm not. Yeah. Like, fucking like, hell. Don't Stop be. Saying don't that. be. Like, cause, and I feel like this happens a lot where guys tell girls to smile. Yeah, that, that kind of is a weird, different meaning, though, doesn't it? Like, it's not. Like, smile is like a very. The guys who say to girls yeah, smile yeah. are very. are what current feminism is about like, yeah yeah. Well, yeah it's like smile girl like <laughs> it's just it's just never be the person that if someone comes never to tell you, someone to fucking smile yeah, if someone yeah. comes to you and they have like a mental health problem like they have an issue they're going through if you tell them to smile you're a fucking moron here to smile though seriously the only people that should tell other people to smile are photographers yeah true never do that. or or lads to cheeky young ones yeah 
What the fuck like is that she, one? If she's really good looking, like me, <laughs> you can throw a fucking cabin. But you have to be like ugly as well. Yeah. You have to be like. Oh man, it's like cheer up, like smile, Probably. girl, you're beautiful. Like yeah. fuck off. You have to be, you have to be, you have to have a mental deficiency, and you have to be clinically obese to fucking tell a girl to smile. <laughs> clinically. Yeah, um, seriously, smile guys. Though. Yeah, no, 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 not guys. Don't girls <laughs> give us a smile. Nah, it's fucking. It. It's just very. Yeah, it's a very. That's a weird one. I remember one time. I was uh, I got caught in the wrong side of that because I was like, I knew the girl working. So when I was telling her, tell her to smile, it wasn't like it was, was ironic. Yeah, but it wasn't that. It wasn't even. I wasn't even thinking that. It was like because the week before I just told her she had a lovely smile, like so, and she got really happy about that. So I was just like, smile as in for me, yeah, like yeah. because that that was what we were talking about. And some, I turned around, and some girl was like, did you just tell her to smile? I was like, yeah, that's actually. Yeah. That, do you know what? <laughs> that that is what happened there now, but. But you, you don't know the context. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was like, you if you give me a minute of your time and you give me a smile, I would say. If you wait about a year and a half for my podcast, oh, that's so creepy, yeah. You'll come out and you'll understand. Well, the, see, now we've we've a problem now with that though because of what the tweet was. What, what was uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Looking at me like a fucking. <laughs> so one of my friends, I was like, what? I was like, did I. St- is it really that important? <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the boys sent me a screenshot during the weekend. It was this girl. And, and her tweet was just, it had thousands of likes, but it was, Yuck, just found out the guy I rode does a podcast and gonna get sick. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that so, yeah, we're very. Uh, Lonely oh, yeah, boys. 34 minutes gone. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're not getting, because of our podcast, we're not pulling. Um, well we're blaming the podcast I wasn't pulling before <laughs> you know, I'm blaming the podcast I, I'm not blaming because I keep telling people to smile there's nothing internally wrong with me there's nothing wrong with me I mean I should get what, girls should give me a participation trophy, trophy yes. it's like it's what that. Jordan Peterson said is if you're a guy and none of the women yeah. want to get with you who it's do you not. think has the problem? Yeah. <laughs> is that the woman's problem? <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I mean, I know again we're off topic. Like, but the uh, the amount of times you look you look at a fella who's like bitter and angry, yeah. and he's like, uh just as a as a beef with women, and then you look and you're like, have you ever talked to a girl yeah. by any chance? No, I don't want to oh, talk. They won't talk to me. Have you ever around a guy who's like obviously obliterated drunk, and he like tries to chat to a girl, and she has no interest because he's hammered and he's <laughs> yeah whatever well, sloppy, probably, and he gets and he gets really angry at her. Oh no, yeah, I've never been that thing. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, it's just like man, you're, like, that's like a rejection like, thing, though. Yeah, isn't it's it? like no one is obliged to want or have to get with you. Like you have to be you know, an attractive yeah. person. I always think that's a different uh, thing, though. I think that's like fucking that's. A, uh, under the surface that's in a rejection yeah thing. Oh, it's some abandoned, way more like sinister thing. psychological ways yeah. but it's just like fuck it's just yeah it's very odd to me it's like when fucking or if, if a fella says like uh, like some dog shit pick up line and a girl doesn't react well to it he's like fuck you anyway like, yeah 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 you're a slag like, anyway but yeah, yeah. bring bring better chat yeah yeah, you know? yeah. Don't or, be, yeah or just stop treating her like a that, fucking also that, piece of meat maybe like, take a few days off and yeah, then yeah. fucking but also bring better chat yeah like, yeah you know? Just if you have better chat, it doesn't be matter what you have. Be a genuine human being, and yeah, you stop, might... stop getting angry at people that don't talk to you. Like. <laughs> You're fucking drooling, man. <laughs> but um, resilience, basically. What resilience, we're and also never trust a man who's never been punched in the face. I'm just gonna say that much. Yeah, nice. Might end with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs>